I'm gonna call 911. What's the number? back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the third week of 90s Horror Month. Didn't think we'd make it this far, but we have. We did. We made it almost through the entire decade that is the 90s. I know. It's such a miracle. And speaking of miracles, um, you may remember that last week I promised a bunch of 10 reviews of all of the movies that we watched in the three months that we weren't doing this podcast. Wasn't That's that true. Um, and was it three months? Maybe two months. Two. Well, whatever it was, um, we act- Sergio showed up today and he had actually written them down and it was just like so romantic. So For gonna... so many movies. Yes. They're not all 10 words, but don't count. Are they less or more? Most often more. Okay. Well, let's, let's get going, shall we? All right. So Tomb Raider, a star-studded affair starring Alicia Vikander as she sets herself through the journey on an island. That was more than 10 words. No, I'm joking. That I wasn't think. it. Okay. I just wanted to like make fun of that. All right. So Tomb Raider, set on an island, shot in Burbank, Vikander is ass-kicking fun. Oh, yeah. You were so mad that we saw behind-the-scenes footage of that movie, and you're like, it's a green screen. In Burbank. In Burbank of all places. That's where the Let me tell you something, live. people. If you've been in Southern California, you know that Burbank is like the least place that's like an island, like a tropical island getaway. Burbank is nothingness. Okay. I have Um, strong feelings about Burbank. Yeah, apparently. And my review of Tomb Raider is, there's a cool bike chase, so that's nice, I guess. Okay. All right. Ready Player One. Proof diversity matters. Um, Actually, strike that out. Finally. Diversity doesn't matter. (laughs) Finally. Cis white nerds are the hero without the help of a radioactive spider. That's so great. And I love how... You struggle even reading words that you wrote? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, don't take Sergio to any sitcom cold reads, am I right? Haha, <laughs> industry humor. Yeah, I've never been to one. Well, no. Do but... I have to write my own jokes there? Yeah, that's how that works. Oh. <coughs> um, okay. That's why you haven't been invited. Um, Ready Rude. Player One, substantially better than the book, which means it's only mediocre. Okay. Isle of Dogs, artistically beautiful, and typically Anderson, alas, needs more foxes. My review of Isle of Dogs is, it's no fantastic Mr. Fox. It's barely Milo and Otis. Uh, aw. All right. Blockers, a surprisingly progressive teen sex comedy through the lens of parents. Oh, my review is surprisingly progressive, given the premise. Give Kate Cannon more work. That's really, much better than mine. We're really mind-melding. All right. Truth or dare? Truth. Good jump scares don't excuse a shitty ending. Ah, dang. My review is, to tell the truth, I wouldn't dare watch it again. (laughs) Oh, yours is good. Thank you. All right. I feel pretty. The real surprise is that Michelle Williams is funny. I guess so. My review is, it's no blockers, but much less odious than it seemed. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Avengers Infinity War. Disney stands Kansas and makes kids cry. And that's Kansas the band? How? All we are is... Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Was that their song? Yeah. Okay, cool. Did you look it up? I did look it up. Okay, I great. do my research. Yeah, okay, good. Um, Avengers Infinity War. Jokes are on point. Whiffs on the drama. Okoye forever. 
That's a lot of words. All right. The life of the party. More like Melissa makes college movies great again. McCarthy. My review is, why does Ben Falcone seem to hate his wife? Which is, he's the director of that movie, and he always makes her do such violent physical comedy, and it makes me sad. It's so good, though. I imagine it's great. It's like, look, you know, you and I aren't in a relationship of sorts, right? You can say that. Um, And and you would, because it's true. Yeah. Um, And so it'd be like me putting you in very hilarious situations where where you would get hurt. Does that not seem like something I would do? That sounds like domestic abuse. No, it doesn't. It, it sounds would, exactly like that. Whatever. She has a body double or a stunt corn, a stunt double. Is that what those things are called? Body yeah. bottle? Stunt double. Okay, there you go. She's in no real danger, but she gets the bigger paycheck, and that's all that matters. Sure. All right. Deadpool 2. Uh, forget Julia Roberts. Deadpool is America's real sweetheart. Oh. And my review is... First was better, but Domino and Wilder People Kid are superb. You know who was superb? Who? I don't remember her name, but she was Asian. Uh, in Deadpool 2? Yeah. Hi, Wade. Oh, oh, Yukio. Yukio, there you go. All right, Tolly. So good, I need a rewatch. Tolly is white girl corky. Nice. My review of Tolly is, turns out without silly slang, Diablo Cody is just boring. Rude. That is really rude. Uh, also, you are just full of slights today. Secondary review. I went to Buffalo Exchange to sell some clothes the other day, and everyone there is dressed exactly like Tolly, so that was interesting. They're all on the cutting edge of fashion. I suppose so. Well, you know what we're here to talk about today, Sergio? Um, we're here to talk about that movie. It's a little 1999 feature called Idle Hands. And here's the plot synopsis off the back of my DVD that I'm very happy I own, actually. Um... The devil will find work for idle hands to do. But what happens when he chooses the laziest teen slacker in the world to do his dirty work? I think it'll go a little something like this. Anton Tobias, played by Devin Does Sala. it really say that? No, I put that in okay. just for fun. Um, just for laughs. Yeah. Anton is a channel surfing, junk food munching, munching couch potato. Cu- sorry, couch potato burnout. There are so many adjectives for this guy. Or nouns. Who knows? Who <laughs> Who's yeah, who knows? Say, who can't control the murderous impulses of his recently possessed hand. With the help of his zombified buddies, Mick, Seth Green, of Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me. Wasn't he in the first one, too? Was he not? Uh, I don't know. I never saw them, really. Uh, just maybe that was the newest one at the time. I only saw the um, one with Beyonce. Sure. Um, and Penub? I don't remember why this guy's named Penub played by Eldon Henson, Anton's got to stop the rampaging devil appendage before it takes total control of his life and ruins any chance he has with class hottie Molly, Jessica Alba of Never Been Kissed. She was in that? Yeah. She was um one of the plastics, not the plastics, but like that group. Oh, okay. Um, Another another um Never Been Kissed character is in this too. The mm-hmm. weird guy. Yeah. Um, and Vivica- he was a cop. Sure. Vivica A. Fox of Independence Day and Jack Noseworthy of the Brady Bunch movie co-star in this wickedly funny horror comedy. Dun-dun-dun. I wouldn't know if it was wickedly funny, but you had a good time. You didn't think... You thought it was funny. There was some moments. We'll get to it. As always, we rate our movies on scariness, campiness, and or funniness, FX, and quality. So let's start with one that's coming very handy this month scariness how scary did you find this super spooky movie 
A one? Yeah, one out of five. Yeah, it's a one. You can maybe give it a two for some of the... Eff- well, that'd be an effects. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, just a one. Straight up, no scares. I didn't jump. I didn't scream. I wasn't afraid at any one point. I was just living my life watching this movie. Were you afraid of Devin Sawa's terrible bangs? No, because I remember those bangs, and I liked them. Okay. Did you start to maybe begin to understand why people are obsessed with Devin Sawa? No, not at all. Yeah, no. I mean, he's he's got a cute face. His hair was terrible, though. And, like, sure. <laughs> Whatever. He's one of them, like, hairless pretty boys that's, like, harmless. So you Yeah, non-threatening. To, yeah. Um, I mean, he's pretty. His nose is nice, I guess. Yeah, I mean, has nothing to do with the scariness rating of the movie. But I just wanted to talk about, just wanted to rap a little bit. Just wanted to Turn talk my about chair Devin backwards. Sawa. Well, no, just because I remember it, he was the big sticking point of us talking about this uh, this uh, movie last week. I mean, that's true because I was so confused because I didn't know who he was. Um, but now I do. I have seen it and we were both looking at the movie and being like, okay, he's perfectly fine. Yeah, you just had to like hold out your hand to cover the like top half of his whole head. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, uh, campiness and or funniness, what is your rating out of five? Uh, two really okay i'm being more for me because okay. to me it wasn't that funny or or um or funny <laughs> sure uh it was definitely over the top so i guess i can get up that to a three um a three would probably be like if i were to find it funnier that makes sense um but three like in terms of um just the general humor of it you're right it's solid three for me so, okay. wow, this conversation made me upgrade it just one point, really. Hooray, I'm glad. I mean, I know you're, our, our senses of humor frequently converge, but the place where they drastically differ is in, like, surreal and or very wacky comedy. Yeah. Like, you tend to like more, like, down-to-earth, character-driven comedy yeah. and or mostly just Meryl Streep crying. Um, What's funnier than that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but for me, I give this movie four out of five. Okay. Because I was really amused by it. I have – I'm discovering about myself that I think I really like stoner comedies, even though I definitely don't fall into that category of human being. But, like – Because you've never smoked pot? Never. I mean, no judgment. I just, like, haven't. Yeah, I know. Um, But, like, I love Harold and Kumar, Go to White Castle. Brilliant movie. Or, like, Dude, Where's My Car? Mm-hmm. Also love that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm – pretty down with what this genre has to offer me and this is a blend of a stoner comedy with a surprisingly like hardcore horror movie at least for hardcore for the time especially Mm -hmm. we'll get to that um but yeah no i just had a really good time it's totally unique um i love devin sawa's relationship with his dog um ah because there's a killer on the loose and he's home alone because he does not realize his parents have been murdered for like a uh-huh. full week. Okay, let's let's stay on that point for just a little bit. Sure. We meet Devin Sawa like one morning. He wakes up and he's trying to get cereal and he goes down to the kitchen. He pours himself some cereal. There's like no milk or whatever. And he's like, Mom, there's no milk. And I was telling Brennan right then and I was like, Brennan. We're going to realize that his parents have been dead for multiple days. And you were like, no, not our Devin Sawa. <laughs> and then sure enough, he was like, he later confides in his friends. He's like, yo, it's been like a week since I've seen yeah. my parents. I don't know what's up with them. Because we see them die in the uh-huh. first scene. Yeah. R.I.P. Fred Willard. Yeah. I was going to say one of them is Fred Willard and the other one is someone else. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, no. So he there's this killer on the loose, um, and he's home alone, token up. I think he was maybe trying to smoke nutmeg. No, that was later. That was um, later when he didn't have weed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so he heard a noise outside, and he's really scared. So he like hugs the dog, and they hide under a sheet together. And then there's like a smash cut to him shoving the dog in front of him down the hall as he tries to like see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I I, I like that. Um, the whole just I mean the the core concept is that his hand he has a killer hand. And this basically it's 45 minutes of the Bruce Campbell evil hand scene from Evil Dead 2 um, where he's like smashing plates over his own head. Um, And I think Devin Sawa is a surprisingly capable physical comedy actor. No, he was good. I I will give him that. That It it was good. Uh, The humor, while it was not my taste, Uh was very um, just very on point. It was very creative as well. Yeah, it it accomplishes what it's trying to accomplish very cleanly and very Mm -hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when his friends come back as zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, the reasoning for which is that they were too lazy to go towards the light, so they just like, ah, screw it. We'll just be undead. Yeah, which was pretty good. I remember laughing at that when I f- realized that multiple scenes later. Yep. Um, and what else was just uh, funny-ish? Oh, um, during the end, there's this really big moment where uh, Jessica Alba's going to be squished to death. Very um, elaborately. This hand works magic. Yeah. Um, and so in order to save the day, they all have to like toke up mm-hmm. because as one one of the stoners put it, or one of the zombie stoners put it, um, me needs me spinach. Yeah. Um, like, like the Popeye. Yeah. Uh, and so like they toke up and then they don't really like get stronger or anything. They just blow the smoke to the hand uh, and then the hand gets high. And then just like, but guess what? It worked. It really did work. Oh man! But that part, I I don't want to skip over um, the the like the physical comedy part really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part where he he decides that he just needs to because he realizes that idle hands are the devil's playground. Haha, <laughs> jokes. Um, and so he decides he needs to keep his hands busy doing something else. So he decides to take up knitting and he's just sitting there knitting this like scarf or something. And the police come in and they see him with his dead friends and they try to arrest him but he's holding his hands over his head and he's still knitting mm. and because he just needs to keep his hand occupied or else he's going to murder these cops which surprise it does mm. um but he tries to he's like trying to hold out his hands to stop the cops from like moving closer and he's still knitting it's just i don't know it's just like a really kind of manic crazy fun mm-hmm. sequence and w- the way he works with his crazy hand is very amusing mm-hmm. but the scene where they get the hand high which physics of which are very confusing but does not mm-hmm. matter um it's an evil hand movie yeah but the hand is inside of a puppet oh the puppet your favorite thing yes because i mean i love puppets i love the muppets and yeah i things. call brennan like my own personal james wan because he is obsessed with puppets Although, I mean... A little... No, not weirdly. I don't... I, I just... Mean... I love the Muppets because they breathe life into felt. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, like, going to Punch and Judy shows or something. Only quality puppets for me. Okay. Um, but no, they... Like, the hand escapes to this art classroom where there's a little puppet show. And for, like, a good 10, 15... So more, much longer than I anticipated, the hand is just inside this puppet with this crazy snaggly teeth and like evil glaring eyes and uh-huh. it's constantly like turning to look at the camera and it's so funny 
It's so funny because the puppet really does um, reflect the mood of the moment for the hand. Oh, yeah. Like at one moment, he's really angry, uh, as Brennan just described. The next moment, he's like surprisingly dopey looking. And, and when then, it gets high, the, the eyes roll back in the puppet. Yep. He is very high. He's a high puppet. Yeah, it's just uh, just because there's part where he's at the lever trying to crush Jessica Alba. And it's just so silly. And it, I was just really amused by this puppet. Mm-hmm. You got to see it. You got to see it to believe it. Watch it for the puppets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? I mean, there's a line that Matt brought up when I was talking to him about this movie where they're like, didn't you hear about the killer? It was all over the news. And he's like, oh, the news. I hate that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I feel that. Uh, that show? Yeah. I hate that I show, too. I love that show. Um, anyway. Uh, well, one thing that I found really funny, this is a really dumb, like, one-off thing, is uh-huh. when uh, uh, finally um, Vivica A. Fox <laughs> meets with the, the cast and crew. It's like, okay, this is the reason she's in this movie is because she belongs to, like, a set of priestess women or something? Dru- like a druidic family. Uh-huh. She, she's the slayer. She's Buffy the Vampire Slayer for this hand demon Yeah. Thing. Um, and she's out to kill the hand and she, the guy's like, well, how do we get rid of this hand thing? Yeah. And she's she, like, don't worry. I have a solution. And what is it, Brennan? No, you tell me. Tell, tell you me. tell me. Cause okay. I forgot. Well, she pulls out a knife and just tries to stab Devin Sawa. She's like, don't worry. I know how to help you. She's just like, die. Yeah. And yeah, it's great. Uh huh. And then eventually she does shoot the hand with the knife. And it hits oh, yeah. both the hand, but also one of the friends. Seth Green. Seth Green. Um, and then she's like, ooh. Oh, yeah. That yeah. that reaction shot where she's just like, eee, whoops. Yeah. And then the hand just goes poof. A tiny little poof. Uh-huh. And then it's over. It was kind of anticlimactic, but pretty funny. Well, And they make a joke about how anticlimactic it is, uh-huh, too, yeah. which is nice. Um, so, effects. What's your effects score for this? Effects the movie earns a solid four. Yeah, I agree, um, 100%. Uh yeah, what I was not willing to give it for campiness, I can give it to it in effects. Like you can at least admit that like it was pretty astonishing what they did. Yeah, um, it was a pretty. I I don't know what the box office was for this movie. I don't know what the budget was, but it seemed pretty rock solid because they were able to pull off, um, just some really good death scenes. Uh, we were surprised by some of the CGI requiring one of his uh involved with one of his friends because he decapitated one of his friends and. Uh, the zombie guy just had his head rolling around most of the movie. Yeah, and I, d- I don't know if it was CGI or whatever. CGI, or, green screen, whatever effects. Yeah, there were clearly some moments where it's like clearly he's leaning his head sideways and he's just off screen. Uh-huh. Or like, but there were a lot of moments involving the severed head and the hand when it becomes severed off uh-huh. of him that are really shockingly well done for mm-hmm. the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, we were in the period, like, the mummy... The Scorpion King was kind of around that time period. and Scorpion King was later. Okay, well, it was even later. And if you've seen the CGI on The Rock in that movie, it's nightmarish. It's terrible. Yeah, so however they achieved the effects, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Oh. Well, the budget was $25 million. Um Which is pretty big for the 90s. Yeah, and the box office was $4.2 million. Ooh. So it was a critical and commercial failure oh yeah but it's great it's so good it's a cult favorite yes it is i hope it's so good it lives on being purchased being sold and repurchased at secondhand dvd stores everywhere uh uh-huh. well 
another movie. I was actually wrong about our disturbing behavior episode about the timeline on this, mm-hmm. but this for sure is another movie that did suffer in the wake of Columbine because oh, Columbine really? happened a couple months before this movie came out. Mm-hmm. It was actually delayed a bit because of it. Oh really? Because um, I mean, this is it. The the main character in this is a teenager who kills his friends and family inadvertently, yeah. but like it's that w- really would have struck a nerve. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And I imagine that is partially what contributed to its box office, although probably just people didn't want to see it. Yeah. It's a little uh, off-kilter from the mainstream. Yeah, no one's trying to see Casper the Friendly Ghost, you know, off his family. Yeah, or just, like, fighting an evil hand in a stoner comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a specific thing to Mm -hmm. be that I don't imagine it ever would have done great. But it is very good. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the deaths are surprisingly gory to the point that you had to turn away. Um, yeah, I did do that. Yeah. Like, um, one of the cop guys gets a knitting needle, like through his temples. Um, the lead singer of the offspring gets scalped by the hand at one point, mm-hmm. um, because the offspring are playing at school dance because in movies, legit bands always play your school dance Yes, because they want promo. Yes. I'm sure that worked out super great for them given that box office take. Yes. They were like, we sold two more records than we would have. Well, I mean, I'm sure they were downloaded much more on Napster following that. Probably. I'm trying to make topical humor jokes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, but no, the effects are incredible in this movie. There's only one effect where I was like, ah, nah. (laughs) Which effect was that? Um, Seth Green Green and the other friend appear as angels in the end. Uh And the, like, effect that they use to kind of um, transpose them as, like, kind of ghostly figures doesn't look great. But everything else looks fantastic. Like mm-hmm. to this day, it all holds up really yeah. well. Just the makeup. Makeup is an effect, right? I know yeah. we argue on this. Yeah. Just the makeup on them for most of the movie is pretty insane. Uh-huh. Seth Green has a bottle through his head and they get stuck at one point in like oh, yeah. a little crevice. And I was just like, wow, these people really did their homework. Yeah. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. So what's your quality score for this movie? I'm going to give it a two. Mm, okay why just not your thing just not my thing so you would have been one of those people in the 90s who was like i'm gonna skip that one yeah i mean i don't think i've ever seen a stoner comedy in theaters i've never seen like you know uh the meet the spartans or that i mean that's like lowest grade like we're smoking nutmeg to watch that movie um um i've only seen well i've seen i think two scary movies in theaters um, what about like your your Pineapple Express? Never. Um, Knocked Up is kind of a stoner comedy. Never saw it in theaters. What about Superbad? Never saw it in theaters. Oh, okay. You just don't get out that much, I guess. I just, I really don't. Um, <laughs> I don't go to the movie theaters to watch stoner comedies. I watch those at home where I can get high. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Off of Nutmeg. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I too have never smoked weed, so we're both pretty boring in that regard. Yep. Um, I do enjoy some of the humor in these movies. For this one, it just didn't work for me. And I guess because we both you talked about a little bit at the beginning, I'm not really into like the surrealist uh, aspect of it. Yeah, like w- crazy, wacky physical comedy involving and... like zombies and dead people and idle hands. Like that doesn't really do it for me. If it's an average guy who happens to knock up a girl one time, you know, hey, that's something I can see happening. Let's find the humor in that. Yeah, you need to believe in what's happening in order to either be scared by it or find it funny. Which I just is... need to do, have that baseline interest. And if I don't have that baseline interest, um, you know, it's just it falls flat for me. 
I'm 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 just sorry you don't have an imagination, you know? I'm sorry too. <laughs> you know, hey. Whatever. No, no, I, I that's your preference. And mm-hmm. like com- comedy and horror especially are two very subjective genres. Mm-hmm. It really depends on what gets your goat mm-hmm. in order for it to work for you. Mm-hmm. Um but both sides of that coin work for me a lot in this mm-hmm. movie. Like this is um this movie was very much a Santa Clarita diet type movie mm-hmm. in that it hits a very specific tiny tiny Venn diagram of people who like the very dark comedy but that's still working in like kind of a mainstream vein but also mixed with a lot of gross out moments uh-huh. like it's it's kind of alienating like the yeah. scene where um the headless friend has got his head reattached via like a meat fork which was disgusting mm-hmm. um he eats a burrito and the beans like ooze uh, out of his neck flap yeah that was gross yeah it's very very gross and you do you have to be in the right frame of mind to enjoy that yeah cause see i never made it past one episode of santa clarita diet mm-hmm. even though i've heard many praises about the show from many different people i'm just like it's not really for me you know yeah no and i don't like see the thing for me personally is that uh i enjoy horror and being scared in one camp and then humor in the other that isn't to say that you know there can't be a horror movie with a couple laughs Uh it just can't be twisted by the laughs you You know what i'm saying yeah you don't like the mix like you feel like one undercuts the other Mm -hmm. i feel that i mean because this movie was not scary we talked about it yeah like it is a it is just a gross out comedy with horror movie trappings Mm -hmm. and that makes sense like but I don't think they were trying to make a scary horror movie out of this. I don't think there were scares to be had uh-huh. if it wasn't funny. Uh-huh. Um, At which point, I'm just like, why am I watching if I'm not watching to be scared? Okay. That's that's your opinion. Mm-hmm. It could be wrong, and I know I'm wrong. No, no. Your opinion can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. I disagree with it heartily because I'm giving this movie a four out of five. Mm-hmm. I really, really love this movie. And it's not a because I also gave disturbing behavior a four out of five, and that one was a like popcorn movie thrills. I had a great time in the moment, silly movie. This one I genuinely think is like it was pretty stunning mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways, and I think is very smart and accomplished in being like a dumb stoner comedy movie. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think is extremely well made in all aspects, mm-hmm. and I just really enjoyed myself watching this movie. It's very solid. Mm-hmm. Um. There was some colorful lighting, which is cool. Yeah. I like it when that happens, although it wasn't super motivated by anything. Um, yeah. Like I said, I mean, a great specimen of physical comedy, of, like, wacky, gross-out comedy. So if you mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. God, there's so many conflicting things going on in this movie. It's very layered. I can see why it failed uh-huh. completely. <laughs> it's like, who's the audience for it? How do you market this movie? Yeah, I, honestly, I haven't seen the trailer. I wonder what it even says. You loved her in Never Been Kissed. <laughs> now, see her fall in love with Casper the Friendly Ghost. It's Wendy. I don't know. I tried to okay. make a joke. Yeah, but like <laughs> I gave up too quick on that one. It was like, don't worry. Jessica Alba isn't in too much of the movie, so her bad acting isn't too distracting. Yeah. Oh, poor Jessica Alba. Whatever. She's making more money than anybody yeah. in Hollywood is right now. What? Right now? Yes. What's she has a business. Does she? Yeah, she owns the Honest Company. Oh, okay. Is that for babies or for, like, tea? It's for babies. Okay. It's, I believe, um, 
uh, like all organic baby materials, like diapers and stuff. Okay. It's getting you get it at your local Target. Sure. I think it's worth like a couple billion dollars. Good for her. Yes. Um, first she married Mr. Fantastic. Now she's making money on her own. I'm glad she's really striking out away from the Fantastic brand. Um, anyway, so uh, how are you feeling about these 90s movies so far? I know we started with The Craft, which is one you have a lot of love for, but the uh-huh. next two have been... I mean, weaker. slowly it's gotten... like I'm walking downstairs, essentially. Um, Do you think this is worse than Disturbing Behavior? Uh a little bit, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad because you hated that movie. Um, in comparison, I love it now. I have fond memories of it now, thanks to oh, Idle oh. Hands. Um, for, well, yeah. I just, you know, one thing between, like, just analyzing the two, disturbing behavior and Idle Hands. At least disturbing behavior existed in a world where I was interested in it. Like, I was bored by some of the scares and stuff and some of the plot writing, uh-huh. but I was still watching it and fully interested in what was happening on screen. I didn't, I can't say the same thing for this movie where at certain, like pretty early on, I was like, okay, like this is just a movie that I'm not interested in. Okay. But, well, hopefully next week will be an uptick. This is one that you have seen before. Woo. Um, finally. Yeah, we, we mentioned this probably like two weeks ago, I think, but we are going to be watching Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Yes. Also from 1999. And who stars in that, Brennan? I think Katie Holmes, but also Helen Mirren. Yes. Of Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The one thing Helen Mirren is known for, Winchester. Yes. Yeah, of Winchester and Collateral Beauty. <laughs> I think the only other movies that I've seen her in was the movie Red. Really? Yeah. What about Caligula? Never saw that. You saw that? No. Oh. Um, but yeah. So yeah, we're watching Teaching Mrs. Tingle because you cannot do a 90s month without having a Kevin Williamson movie. And he directed this one. Really? Yeah. Um, Shout out to him. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's the only thing he directed, but it's definitely the first thing he directed. Uh-huh. And Barry Watson is in it. Sure. Who's that? He was on 7th Heaven. I never watched that. He was the older brother on 7th Heaven. Okay. The older brother of Riku? Yes, of David Gallagher, yeah. who was also on Seventh Heaven. David Gallagher left pretty early on to like go be a director in Hollywood or something. And to be Riku from Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Speaking of which, Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox or something next year. Oh, yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. They should make an Idle Hands world for Kingdom Hearts 3. It's not a Disney property. You don't know that. They own everything now. They certainly do. Um, although Comcast is apparently finding them for the rights to Fox. That's fun. Which corporation will win? Uh, it's like Alien versus Predator. Whoever wins, we lose. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so next week, catch us for Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Also a movie that got watered down in the wake of Columbine, so hooray for that. Did it really? I mean, the original title was Killing Mrs. Tingle. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, Idle Hands is... Well, first off, the title Teaching Mrs. Tingle has a better ring to it than teach, than Killing Mrs. Tingle does. No, you're right. Um, and I, I, I don't know the shock value is probably, like, watered down. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to suggest that Idle Hands was compromised in any way, because this is an uncompromising movie. It does not care if you don't like it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, just a weird time. And I don't mean to, like, keep bringing up Columbine, but it's something that was really weighing heavily on the time, and especially on horror filmmaking at the time. Uh-huh. So it is something to think about. Yeah, because, I mean, much like you have told me several times, it did impact horror movies 
in the how they were made. Not yeah. necessarily how they were made, but the substance of them. Yeah, considerably for uh, quite a while. For a while after that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, yep, see you next week. You can uh, find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Um, give us five stars and just we'll give you a hug. And also the Cult of Chucky digital download code. We'll invite you for a semi-expenses-paid trip to beautiful Long Beach, California. Yeah, we, our, the expenses will be... We'll get you in and out. Yeah, that's but you a, have to pay for your plane ticket. No, you're paying for the animal style on that in and out. That's oh yeah, of course. Upgrades aren't included. Yeah, read the fine print. You get a one one patty burger. <laughs> Not even a double double. No, you get a one patty burger. In and out is that's sufficient enough. That's what a hamburger is all about. Oh yeah. Okay. Also, and yep. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Or is that it? Good you want to say anything else? You were going to say something else. No. Okay. Well, I mean, no. I was going to say because you were going to shout out to Mook about something, but I don't, oh, yeah. I don't think he's listening. No, he's not. He's tuned out. Yeah, Mook, if you listen this far, tweet at us, and we'll shout you out in the next episode at the beginning. Yeah. All right. Everybody, good luck on your journey. Stay gold. I don't know why we switched, but bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hey, Brandon. Yeah, Justin. We really need to record a trailer for our podcast. Why? Because that's how we'll get people to tune in. All the great podcasts have them. Oh, okay. Hey, what's this? You own a cassette player? What is this, 1992? This isn't mine. Well, what's on it? Hmm, let's see. Hey everyone, welcome to Eerie Earfuls. Every two weeks we pick a horror movie double feature to compare and contrast for your entertainment. Who chooses rotates each episode. We explain why we chose the films, then proceed to analyze the two. Proceed to analyze the two. Proceed to analyze the two. For your entertainment. You never know what pairings we might choose. You never know. What the hell? Was that... Us on that tape? Hello? Find more episodes on podpeople.me. Podcasts for the weird at heart. Ah!